Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it is... Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. It's around uh, 10, 10 p.m. Mountain's time. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, accessing this episode of uh, this show. Um, um, I'm. It's a sad one because I have to talk about the uh, death of someone I got to know uh, quite well uh, from living uh, in Guelph, uh, Richard LaViolette. I'm going to read something that uh, my friend and Richard's friend, uh, Greg Denton, uh, linked to on a post about um, Richard's passing. It's from the Wall Custance Funeral Home and Chapel. Um, I'm, it's an announcement. I'm not going to read the entire thing. It's really lovely and long, and I'll link to it in the show notes, but just some context for where, uh, where I'm going to go uh, as I uh, talk here. It is with unspeakable sadness that we share the news of Richard LaViolette's passing. Following the onset of Huntington's disease symptoms this past fall and their rapid worsening since May, Richard chose to receive MAID, or medical assistance in dying, and he died peacefully on September 5th, 2023. Richard is survived by his partner Sophia, his father Daryl, his sister Christine, his brother Matthew, his siblings, Oliver, Sullivan, Benjamin, and Leaf, and a large and loving family of aunts and uncles and cousins, along with many, many dear friends and musical collaborators. Richard was born in Port Colborne, Ontario in 1982 and grew up in Tara, outside of Owen Sound, first living in a yellow brick house with bats in the attic, but before moving to a nearby hobby farm in high school. His family life was filled with music, with his parents singing and playing music together at home, his mother teaching line dancing, and his father performing locally with a country cover band. On family visits to Port Colborne, they would join in the large and raucous Robinson family jams held in his grandmother's living room. This beautifully written um, piece goes on to talk about the um, various health struggles that uh, Ricky endured um, and and I think contributed to um, his decision. They all did. Uh, he had ulcer- ulceric uh, colitis and almost died 
when he was 17. Some of the medications needed for the colectomy that he had, the surgery, caused intense bone deterioration, making hip replacement surgery a necessity 11 years later at age 28. As he navigated many other surgeries and health issues throughout his life, playing and listening to music was always an anchor for Richard Rock. Okay, so that, like I say, I don't want to read this whole thing. I'm, I just wanted to give you a sense of who Richard was um, in, in terms of um, some of the struggles he had in terms of his health. Uh, I'm going to, um, today, what you're going to hear are a couple of interviews that I conducted with Richard, with my wife, Michelle, my now wife, Michelle. We had a, a show called the Mishvishant or Racial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. And we did that show for uh, six years. And, and uh, Ricky was unusual. He he would come to the show in person, live in the morning. And some people did this from time to time, but it was unusual. A lot of the interviews we featured on the show were me doing them in advance, pre-recorded, or, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Or the odd one was live, but very few people would come and perform live at 7 or 8 in the morning, as, as, as Richard did on uh, the first occasion, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, but I, I do have a, a pretty lengthy uh, history as a fan and um, as someone who covered uh, Richard and, and got to interview him. He didn't really do a lot of press somehow, and I um, uh, I, I got to talk to him a, a few times, and uh, I was happy to do it. Um, I think he's one of those... I don't know. Maybe maybe people didn't recognize how powerful he really was as a songwriter and a singer and a performer. Uh, and, and he toured extensively, so I think everyone who saw him knew. But I'm, I guess I'm alluding to the really dumb press. <laughs> um, but anyway, let me talk a little bit about um, how I encountered Richard and and and, and, uh, and my connections to him for you before we get to those interviews. I think I first came upon Richard in the early 2000s, I want to say, maybe 2004 or five. I understand he moved to town to go to the University of Guelph. Uh, I had graduated from that school by then and was uh, playing in bands or helping organize shows, working for the community radio station. Um, So pretty immersed in, in things that were going on, as was Richard. And I would put on shows and uh, Ricky would play. Uh, these shows and uh, uh, he made a record in 2006 I believe his first album called A Little Less Like a Rock uh, A Little More Like Home and that came out on a a Guelph label called Burnt Oak and what I've found in my um, preparation for this uh, and I, I guess I didn't really explain a thing that I should explain um which is that I knew this day was coming. Uh, I, I knew that Richard had made this decision uh, when my friend Steve Lampke told me about it at the Hillside Festival in Guelph this past July. So I knew this day was coming, and I've exchanged texts with Richard. They're pretty brief and lots of emojis and things like that. So I was trying to stay connected with him every day. But um, anyway, I knew this was coming, but I also didn't know what I was going to do on the show until um, the last few days. And I started digging into, like, how am I going to pay tribute to this guy uh, on this show? Anyway, I found some interviews. I'll get to that. Where was I going? 
I have found the 2006 review I wrote of Richard's debut album for Exclaim magazine, which uh, for those around the world, Exclaim is still Canada's national uh, music and culture magazine, and I've been contributing to it since around 2004. Still, I still am one of the last of the, uh, uh, I don't know, I've been there a long time. (laughs) I still do the odd thing for them. So I'm going to read this to you with no uh, pride about um, uh, the writing or anything like that. It's just a, it's my one of the first things I did to try to, to help spread the word about Richard, and, and so I'll share it with you. This, again, from October 1st, 2006, apparently, was when it was published. Guelph, Ontario resident Richard Laviolette is a gem of a contemporary folk songwriter with a compelling voice, and he's composed a remarkable full length here. Laviolette is one of these old souls trapped in a young body, and he draws upon traditions in rock and folk music to create something fresh and imaginative. All on his own, he brings a host of instrumentation to his versatile voice, which can swing from a delicate whisper to a guttural bark in the same breath. Pumpkinheads is a lovely, meandering song, and Ordinary Fellow reveals Laviolette's gifts as a storyteller and tunesmith. The vivid depictions of You're Dead and Barroom Blues of Finding Comfort in Eulogies are stirring, and it's difficult to deny the power of Thesaurus or the whimsical protest song Anti-Anything. The local hit QQ, which is typographically, it's an uppercase Q and a lowercase Q right beside each other. Q, the local hit Q, reveals Laviolette's warmth and humor which also comes through in romantic songs like Oncoming Trains. Full of confidence and promise on this record, Richard Laviolette is a shining light in the home rock movement that music lovers should seek out. So that that is something I I wrote to um, try to get the word out about about Richard. Uh, To my understanding, Richard didn't do a ton of interviews or perhaps even garner as much press as he may be deserved. Um, actually, Michelle, so yeah, what I've discovered in my sort of reflecting upon him and and our the way our paths crossed is I, I used to put on shows quite a bit in Guelph, both for my job at CFRU when I worked there, and I think even after that when I would try to, um, you know, put on events in the community, Richard would... I would often ask him to play, and he, he would often, more often than not, say, sure, yes, I will be there for you, and he was. And um, my wife, Michelle, and I would, you know, back certainly before we had children, uh, we could both be at the shows together um, or be at events together, and then after we had children, we would swap who got to go to what. Um, but when I was putting on events, Michelle would be there um, and help me, and um, we would we would try to uh, make uh, the visiting artists and, and the musicians that we booked feel as welcome as possible. And over at the E-Bar, where we did a lot of our shows, we made sure they had food to eat, and uh, Michelle would um, help by doing their merch for them as they played. So we would have a merch table. And Michelle was just recounting the fact that um, not every musician, locally or otherwise, would actually take the time to speak to her. They would only speak to her if... I was around. This was common among particularly men. They wouldn't talk to my girlfriend or my wife uh, 
and uh, and engage with her. And and she pointed out that Richard always did. She she noted it um, that Richard always came back and and would sit and help her do the merch um, and sit and ask her how she was doing and engage with her. I think Richard um, was such a kind and considerate and sensitive guy, and I think he also uh, respected uh, the work that went into to doing that kind of stuff. Uh, in your community. So I just want to um, say that um, he's a lovely guy. And, um, and so um, Michelle and I also, um, before we were married and, and after we were married for a little bit, we did a radio show called the Mish Fish Interracial Morning Show, as I mentioned. Uh, we started that in 2005 and, and we got married in 2007. And then um, uh, the week uh, that our son was going to be born. We decided that was our 300th episode on the Wednesday, uh, July 27th. We decided that was going to be us going on indefinite hiatus. And then our son was born two days later. <laughs> and um, so um, we really liked doing that show and we liked uh, doing uh, community radio. And Richard um, really appreciated community radio. I think if you do a, a search for all the interviews he did, I would not be surprised if most of them were on CFRU and most of them were for community or local media or student media. Um, and um, and he also would try to sit in with people and help them do their shows or, or whatever he could. And um, I, I will always respect him for that. It's, um, yeah, in, in sort of digging through what I had of, of us interacting, um, I think he just had a real love of the medium. In fact, I was just looking this up sometime after I left Guelph. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have it. Hang on, maybe I'll find it here. I might still have it up here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. But Richard, sometime after I left Guelph, let's just go with that. <laughs> In twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, I still had a, a an on air column on the CBC um, show, CBC Radio show nationally broadcast show uh, the next chapter was Sheila Rogers and part of my gig was to to talk about two books uh, at once compare them and contrast them and I got a note from from Ricky saying he heard me talking about a book about uh, a tribe called Quest and a book about Gordon Lightfoot and he found it really fascinating and um, I was touched to get that note but I was also it occurred to me even at the time, like, oh, he's just listening to the radio. Like, Richard <laughs> just listens to the radio all the time. I feel like that's how I knew him from 15, 20, almost 20 years ago, and that's what he's still like. He just appreciates the medium. So, yeah, the last time I interviewed Richard was actually for this podcast in 2017, but we, as I recall, we did it as a live radio interview and then I grabbed the file and turned it into a podcast as, as well and I also turned it into an article in the in the Guelph Mercury Tribune where I had a local call on the local paper and um, I'll link to all of these things uh, if you're interested in the um, show notes but uh, yeah other than that I, I don't know there's not a ton of press that 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 Ricky did I don't think and um, sorry not other than that that I'm aware of I mean I'm, I'm just I was just talking to Steve Lamke about this before I started recording, and it, Steve worked with him at You've Changed Records, and he said, yeah, there wasn't... He didn't get to do a lot of it, and he didn't do a lot of it uh, talking to people. So I feel really grateful that um, he made a, a point, Ricky did, of, of of talking to me 
when he when he could and um I'm glad I was able to write some things about him for uh some some different media platforms. I'm sure I I talked about him and wrote about him for CBC as uh, often as I could and made sure his songs were played and all that kind of thing and uh, I just loved him. I loved his music so much and um I got to be a part of it and I'll get to that right now actually. Um my old bandmate Nathan Coles, we used to have a band called Nathan Coles Outfit and we toured fairly extensively mostly in Ontario and the east coast of Canada and uh made a record with Don Kerr and had all sorts of fun adventures and uh the band broke up I think in um 2007 and uh, one day uh, in uh, 2016 Nathan asked me if I could join him on drums for a show that he was playing he was going to be opening for Richard Laviolette and the Country Parade at the Hartwood Concert Hall in Owen Sound Ontario and uh, the date of the show I just looked this up October 7th 2016 now Richard really loved Nate's music and he, I think, also really enjoyed our band, Nathan Cole's Outfit, um, which, again, broke up in 2007. But Richard would often be at our shows. And, um, in fact, I, I remember uh, we did some sort of weird improvised – our band did some sort of improvised jam thing at the Albion Hotel, and Richard was part of it. I have a, a memory of this. I don't know what the context was, but I feel like all four members of my band were on stage and maybe other people were, and Richard was there. So – I think I think Richard um, had looked up to Nate a little bit and admired Nate, uh, as as everyone who gets to know Nate Coles, uh, you can't help but look up to him a little bit. He's a he's a charismatic and interesting and wonderful guy, and it was really one of the highlights of my life to get to play in that band with him. Um, and so we did that show. Nate and I did that duo show. Uh, on October 7th, 2016 in Owen Sound, opening for Richard. And I do have a sense memory of Richard saying, man, that was great. It was so great to see you play again And to me. And I and I will tell you that I had a good memory of that. I think I, I played I, I played okay that night. It wasn't my kit, you know. I, it was a little makeshift, and I was trying to get used to it. But I did I did feel like I, I Nate and I played well, and I felt good. And I noticed that Richard noticed it. And um, a couple of years later after that show, Rich, I think he said that night, we should play together. We should play together sometime. And, you know, people say things like that and you don't think too much on it. And then, you know, went on with my life and Richard did. And then, yeah, two years later in 2018, um, he invited me to play with him and some other people towards a record he was planning to make. So, yeah, uh, it was Richard, Jesse Bell Smith, Matthew Reeves, Andy McGoffin, and myself, we all gathered at um, Andy McGoffin's recording studio in Cambridge, Ontario. It's called the House of Miracles. And on October 24th, 25th, 27th, and 28th uh, in 2018, we got together to play. And um, the way that started, though, I should say, is that Richard had sent all of us... um, some home demo recordings he had done. And I think, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like it was just him and an acoustic guitar. And I feel like he was just singing into a computer's microphone. It wasn't, it was just, he was just playing and he had his songs mostly figured out and um, he was just playing. And what had happened was he sent it to all of us, I'm pretty sure. um, And I happened to have rented an electronic drum kit 
and I had it hooked up to my computer, and I decided I would just muck around on the demos. And I just played the songs a few times through until I thought I had something, and then I just pressed record, and then I played all of them straight through uh, with what I thought were possibilities, and I sent it to Richard, and I think I sent it to everyone to say, hey, everyone, I just thought I'd take a shot at this. I'm not married to any of it. I don't know if this works. I'm just going to do my best. I did my best, rather, but here's something we can, just if we need a starting point when we get together. And then we got together, and, and Richard said he liked what I'd come up with, and uh, and so structurally, if you will, we played these nine or so songs um, together, and uh, on the last day, on October 28th, Andy set up a room mic just to capture what we'd been working on um, so, you know, didn't no tracking or anything. The plan was we would get together for those four days and then in the coming weeks or the next week or something, we were going to actually sit, get together and make a record. Uh, and Richard sent us notes after he got Andy's um, room mic recording and he'd already figured out a sequence for the album. It was very methodical in its own way. I, I noticed that some of the song titles had changed from when he sent us them a couple weeks earlier that the names of the songs were already a bit different here and there. And, um, but he had themes for the sides of each record and it was really cool. Like he really had a plan. So yeah, Andy recorded the thing, like I said, and, um, and then we planned to make a a record. But, but then that, that never happened. Um, uh, as, as far as I know, Richard, uh, decided to leave Guelph shortly thereafter for New Brunswick. We were actually going to play a show that December, based on that that jamming we did in October and we didn't he 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 had agreed to do the show but something locally uh happened and it, it spooked him and he didn't feel up to playing so we didn't play and then we never got back together to make the recording um now um for what i understand uh, some of those songs are going to be on a new record with new people uh and presumably quite different arrangements i'm just going to head back to this um funeral announcement so i have the title of the album correctly correct here sorry richard and his band began recording with scott merritt at the cottage in guelph in february 2023 and his forthcoming album all while things are shy will be released by you've changed records songs on the album wrestle with death love loss winter spring hope fear and anger also paying tribute to richard's cat sweep Sweep O Depot. They were recorded through the increasing physical, mental, and emotional difficulty Richard was experiencing as Huntington's disease symptoms worsened much faster than anyone had expected. The symptoms affected his ability to sing and play the guitar, and they made the decision making about song arrangements much more labored and difficult. So <clears throat> Richard suffered, it sounds like, and I I'm very sad not to be home for various reasons, but I um in Guelph and uh, it's hard when we 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 keep losing I feel like every few weeks we keep losing these people and I'm not around my friends to mourn with them but um, I'm happy these songs that some of the songs um, I don't think all of them I've I've got a sense of what the songs are going to be on this new record and um, from what I can tell based on song titles again Richard might have changed the song titles and they might be some of the same songs but one two three 
for five of the songs of the nine songs that we worked on seem to be on uh, the the new version of the recording uh, record rather. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Um, yeah, I really, uh, all I have then from that time we shared making music together in that, in that, in the house of miracles was this, was this demo recording. And, um, you know, it's not the clearest fidelity, but it just meant so much that Richard asked me to take part in such a thing at all. And I had a lot of fun playing with those folks, uh, some of whom I knew well and some of whom I didn't. Andy and I had a long working relationship, made records together or a record together. Did we make more than one? I can't remember. I've uh, known him a long time. Jesse Bell and I played in bands together. Um, didn't know Matt very well, but got to know him. And uh, Richard, obviously, I knew. So, um I ran into him at Sappy Fest, yeah, R- Ricky, I mean, in um, 2019. My family and I went down there. That's the last time we've been down to Sackville. And uh, as I say, uh, Ricky had moved there, I believe, if I have the chronology correct. And I just ran into him and said hello. And then I uh, I hadn't lost sort of track of him, as I had a lot of people during the pandemic. And uh, in a sense, you know, you check in here and there. Um this past this past July and August 2023, my family and I made our first trip back to Ontario together. And our first real outing in Ontario was at the Hillside Festival in Guelph. And it was there uh, that my friend and Richards, uh, Stephen Lampke, who I mentioned earlier, uh, broke the news that Richard didn't have much longer to live, um, that he'd... Uh, was going to uh, undergo this this um, made process, and uh, I was quite sad and shocked to hear this, and kind of winded, as I recall, just like processing as people were playing music, and uh, I think Nico Paolo was playing when I heard this, so I'm, and yeah, but within a few moments, my son was being brought up on stage to be sung "Happy Birthday" to. It was a very surreal and emotional few moments, if I have this correct, and. Uh, Anyway, the next day of the Hillside Festival, or later that day, I don't remember, I, I was startled to see Ricky. Uh, all of a sudden, he was there, and we spoke really briefly and grabbed a photo, and he was gone. And uh, it's the last time I saw him again, I guess, on the grounds the next day, but we didn't talk, and that's it. Um, he and I have been texting over the past couple of weeks. As I said, it's mostly pretty spare stuff, heart emojis telling each other we love each other, and... Yeah, and now he's uh, he's gone today. Um, there were at least two celebrations for Richard and Guelph that I'm aware of, and I'm very happy for him and everyone there who could express love for one another. You don't always get the chance to say things like that to people when they're leaving or you're leaving, you know, it's, it's uh, the word that has come up a few times in conversation with folks is that this is a very surreal thing to, um, it's almost unprecedented. I think some of us are unfortunately have had to grapple with people who have uh, terminal illnesses and, 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 and diagnoses, but you, you don't often know an end date for someone's life. And, uh, so, you know, leave it to Ricky to go out like no, almost nobody else would. Um, 
anyway, that's a little ramble about how I've uh, got to know Richard and and what he means to me. Uh, I I love him so much. This is a uh, very difficult. Um, and you know, uh, when people go, uh, people have um, all sorts of artifacts to uh, to uh, process and reflect upon. In my case, uh, uh, it's uh, interviews. I guess it's recordings of their voices and conversation. And uh, when I, I've had to make episodes like this one, I've heard back that people appreciate them. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to share two interviews that my now wife, Michelle, and I conducted with Richard, as I said, on our old Mishvish interracial morning show on CFRU in uh, Guelph. These are, um, as I said, these are pretty unique for us. We we rarely had people join us in studio between 7 and 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. Um, most interviews were conducted remotely and usually just by me alone, not with Michelle. Again, Richard was different. He came in live for um, both of them, and at one of them he actually performed some songs live. So, yes, the first one took place by my records on Wednesday, December 13th, 2006. And Richard chatted with us and played a couple of songs live. Or, well, he tried to do that. Someone someone may have interrupted him at one point. You'll, you'll, you'll hear this for yourself. Let's hear this um, blast from the past from 2006 with Ricky uh, right now. Here you go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Mishmish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. We hope you enjoyed your BBC Bulletin. My name is Vish. And My name is Michelle. Michelle just swore on the <laughs> air. I don't know if you caught that. She cussed, and we apologize. It's that kind Apology. of morning. It's that kind of morning, and uh, we were very sorry about that. Uh, hope, hopefully no, no children were in the vicinity, and you can explain to them everything was okay. It's just words, children. It's just words. Everything's okay. Uh, right, so... It's time. It's time for our weekly artist profile, and we're very excited. Our guest this morning is a powerful live performer and one of Guelph's most captivating, I, I would say, alt folk. I don't know what to call him. He's, he's an enigma. He's a strange, strange man. I, I don't know what to call him there. Uh, anyway, one of Guelph's most captivating singers and songwriters over the past year has become increasingly involved with the Burnt Oak Records Collective. This is a a music collective who recently released his latest record, A Little Less Like a Rock, A Little More Like a Home, uh, which has received rave reviews from listeners all over the place, and critics, and a couple of critics. I think a couple of critics have even said nice things, so that's good. Uh, this Thursday, December 14th, our guests will perform at Stay Out of the Mall 5 in Guelph, uh, among other places, and we're thrilled to have him join us for a chat and play a few songs live in the studio. So, ladies and gentlemen, please say good morning. To Richard Laviolette. Good morning, Richard. Oh, oh, good morning. <laughs> How are you, sir? Um, I'm not doing too bad this morning. It's a little early, I imagine, for you there. I, I, it's, a, it's a little early for me, but uh, we want to thank you for making the effort to come on our show. Oh, you're, you're very welcome, and I, I thank uh, Jordan Howard for reminding me uh, <laughs> last night. At you, you'd forgotten about your appearance, is that fair? That's that's very fair. It's a very fair comment to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a busy time of year. <laughs> when you think about it, uh, now Richard, I want us to uh, first of all, can you hear me? Okay, do you do you want your headphones oh. on? 
and uh, we, yeah, it's it's fine. Oh, there we go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have my headphones. No, on. you didn't. You didn't know how, and you were talking kind of quietly. So okay, it, everything's fine. There you go. I can oh. hear. You. Hi, <laughs> test <laughs> test one. <laughs> there you go, uh, Richard. Can you tell us a bit about your recent? Uh, or no, that's not what I wanted to ask you at all. I wanted. I wanted to. I went to the wrong question there. I, I wanted you to uh, tell us about yourself, actually, and uh, you know where you're from. I don't know very much about you, Richard. Uh, what, what brought you to Guelph? Oh uh, well, I, I I guess I originally came to Guelph for for university mm-hmm. studies, um, but uh, I I grew up uh, north of here, about uh, a two-hour drive north of here, in a little farm town called Terra. Oh, okay. With uh, about eight hundred other people, uh-huh. we all grew mm-hmm. up together in a little town, and we ran around and and fished in rivers, and uh, uh, planted potatoes. Oh wow! That's that's about all they do up in Terra is plant potatoes and. And go fishing Potato after farming. dinner. All right. So, and you were drawn to Guelph for the university community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. was was um, wasn't really looking to go anywhere specific, mm-hmm. but just looking more to to get out of Terra. And uh, Guelph was actually the only school that accepted my like sixty seven average. <laughs> I think that I had right. coming out of high school. Well, it's a uh, high standards here at the university. <laughs> <of Guelph>. Uh <laughs> Well, what 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 program are you in, or are you in? Are you still in school? No, I, I'm I'm not still in school. I, w- I was in history. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. which is it was a it was a pretty solid program here mm-hmm. for as, as far as history studies and and profs are are concerned. Right. Um. But uh, I guess I was just I was I was just too into the rock and the roll, <laughs> and so I got I got a little sidetracked. I guess. So, what kind of music would you listen to there in Terra when you were growing up there? Well, I mean. It was it was pretty. You had pretty limited access to, um, to to media and music, and so I mean, I high school I was listening to, um, um, everything from from Neil Young and Radiohead and Nirvana to um, Rage Against the Machine and and Tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little uh, later high school. A little uh, some people introduced me to. Uh, some Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. some Hayden, and some Elliot Smith. So that was that was, um, uh, you know, that was that was kind of the the most radical music I was listening to at the time. Right. Well, uh, you know what? I, I know this sounds uh, silly, but I can hear almost everything you described in your music. It, it feels like it, you you absorbed it all like a sponge, and now it's coming out. Especially the rage. Uh, of course. <laughs> the rage against the machine. You're pretty yeah. much like uh, Zach Del Roca. <laughs> marching about the stage and yelling at people. No, it's good. Uh, so what got you playing music around these parts exactly? Well, uh, I think for myself it actually, like, uh, I've been hanging out with the Burnt Oak crowd a lot lately. But uh, I think first year I started venturing down to uh, the Jimmy Jazz mm-hmm. um, and uh, ran into Nathan Coles there before before even... The outfit right, that's was right. around, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was actually pretty inspiring for myself. Was was uh, listening to Nate play his half hour set before the open mic every every Sunday night there, um, uh, and then so I was I actually played in a cover band for uh, about a year or so while you were in Guelph. Yeah, the crappy roommate. Okay, we we'd cover everything from from well everything I listened to in high school. <laughs> <laughs> really, right, we right. we already covered that. Um, and then, and then, uh, I soon realized that that wasn't my, my true path. That wasn't my calling. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I quit the friggin' band. <laughs> I left them. I left them in my dust. That's right. And, uh, uh, we're still pals, you know, we still talk, but, uh. You're still pals with the crappy roommate. With the crappy roommate. Mm-hmm. It's, 
and uh, oh, there's the plural. I thought. It well, was no, it, it is the crappy roommate, <laughs> but I mean, there was more than right. There was more, more than, than two of us in the band. There's more yeah. than one crappy roommate. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I that was it was about that time that I recorded Mary Carl. Right, you had a, another band, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was um, the it was more like a, a solo album, and then we kind of got the band together for the CD release party, and then the band kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, was inspired to record the album that came out in August. Right, which was so. which is a great record as well. You you you're you're putting out great records there, Richard. Are you, are you aware of this? Do you do you feel this? Do people tell you that? Well, I mean, uh, I think I think in your in your kind of hometown, which mm-hmm. I think Guelph is definitely has become. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 hard to, it's hard to gauge. I mean, from people's responses, what how well your album is actually doing, or how well it's actually being received. received because yeah. I think I think in your hometown you get more positive than negative kind of. Like, I mean, people are really encouraging in Guelph, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I I think despite what you're putting on an, on an album, I think lots of people are just incredibly supportive, mm-hmm. um, and and. Yeah, which is which is really incredible, but sometimes it's hard to get like a a true an even-handed kind of yeah yeah. I, but I but I I mean I mean I'm I'm having a good time with what I'm what I'm th- throwing down. <laughs> so nice. now on your recent record, uh, which I, I believe I titled correctly, a little less like a a rock, a little more like a home. Is that correct? Did a I little more like home. A little more like home, not yeah. a home. Uh, or just home. Home. A little home. more like home. Yeah. yeah the, see, the, I knew I got it wrong. I did, it's a long title, and I, you know, I, I, uh, sometimes you get these these things wrong, and <laughs> I, and I knew I said something wrong there, so I'm glad I, I got you to correct me. Oh. So a little a little less like a rock, a little more like home. Did I get it right that time? That's yeah. Good, I, I was just I was just thinking about uh, I was I was about to sneeze, <laughs> and then I was gonna I was gonna like excuse myself <laughs> while I, I sneezed, but I it it went away. But my rambling. Warded off the yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, can, what, you play lots of instruments on this record. What what can you tell us about making this album? Um, yeah, I was I I was uh, spent a lot of time with uh, Steve Hamilton uh, on the CD. Well, all of, all of my time, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so so for the most part, it was just it was kind of me tinkering around in the studio, um, which was a different experience because before I was kind of on a computer and mm-hmm. had all the time in the world and. Um, and, um, so for this time it was, it was a lot of kind of pre-planning involved. Um, um, and ended up, I think it recorded like 18 songs and then used 12 from that. And right. so it's, it's funny cause on the inside of the, on the inside of the insert, it has like, I think three instruments or something that says that I play on the album that are on those other songs that got booted. Oh, I see. Interesting. <laughs> because we... It was it was kind of getting down to the deadline, and I was I wanted to tour in August, and uh, we weren't sure what songs were going to be on it yet. So like it says here, you played guitar, voice, keys, bass, piano, banjo, accordion, mandolin, and drums. Yeah, so I don't think I played banjo. I don't think I played accordion. Although there is an accordion on Fuss and Fighting, but mm-hmm. that was my aunt Kathy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I played mandolin. So this is a scam. It's it's definitely it's just uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a that's some trivia for people. That's still a lot of instruments. though. No, it's still a lot. <laughs> it's a very lush record in a lot of ways. So. <laughs> All right, listen, Richard, we're going to go to a, a song from that record now, sure, if you don't sure. mind. I don't. And uh, now I selected one. Normally we ask our guests, "Do you have another pick?" I can still change it. Do you want to pick something else? That's no, no, no. That's no, this song's no, fine. Let okay. it rip. All yeah. right. And then when we come back, you're going to play some songs for us live. Is that right? That, yes, yes, please. We're very excited about this. <laughs> it's very early in the morning. It's we great. Really we never get. It. 
get live people. Well, we, well we, sometimes we, we do. We always do. <laughs> not musicians, though. Yeah, we never. Well, yeah, they're playing mostly, live. Yeah, playing live in the studio is a that's rare thing. Mean. Yeah, yeah. It's only happened once before, I think. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we appreciate you being here. You're welcome. And uh, this song is called "The Source." It's by Richard Laviolette, and it's on a record called. Now I'm going to get this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little less like a rock, a little more like home, which is out on the Burnt Oak Records label. You're listening to the Mishvish Generational Morning Show on CFRU. 93.3 FM in Guelph. Laviolette with the song Thesaurus from A Little Less Like a Rock, A Little More Like Home on the Mishvish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. Listen, if you want to get a hold of us on the show, I should uh, I should let you know that you can by calling us at 519-837-2378. That's 519-837-CFRU. You can also email us at mishvish at hotmail.com, M-I-C-H-V-I-S-H at hotmail.com. If you have any questions or comments for our guest today, uh, you can call in and we'll, we'll try to address them for you. That's the idea. But uh, now uh, is a very special time on the show because I'm going to stop talking. And our guest, uh, Richard Laviolette, is going to play uh, a couple of songs for us right now. Are you, are you ready? Are you, are you ready there, Richard? I'm, I'm 
this pumpingly ready. Oh my goodness. This is going to be like Rage Against the Machine. I know it. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, to the show. And Richard, please tell us what you're going to play and all those things. I, we're really anxious to hear about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Laviolette. <laughs> um, all right, so this is, a, this is a song called Stop Dancing. And uh, um, if you'd like to hear a, another uh, full band version of this song, stop by the Albion. Uh, Friday evening and he'll be rocking out with the black lungs actually his black lungs Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Laviolette. Good job, Richard. That was very well done. That was a song called Stop Dancing. Is that right? Um, you, that, that was actually um, the first half of a song called Stop Dancing. <laughs> and this, this, But no, that's good, though. I mean, the second half I can bust into uh, in a second here. Oh, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no. We, we interrupted the, the, the performer. I no, thought you were looking at me like you were done. Oh, no. And I was, I was going to try to say something about how the song wasn't done yet. But then, and, but I should have I explained that before the uh, song even started. But, you uh, know, sometimes these shows, they don't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> will, we, will we have a second? Absolutely. A minute? Okay. Here's some more of Stop Dancing on the uh, Mishri Generational Morning Show. Oh, no, we, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Back in the zone. you got bang don't make it right for you to blow it on shit you don't need oh there's too many well-deserved people in poor circumstance with nothing to fucking need with your new tub your new floor rug new kitchen and bath it's a hobby that Involves these things and not so much the people Just like human cells Rich homes renew themselves every seven years Because you got bank Don't make it right for you to blow it on Shit you don't need There's too many well-deserved people In poor circumstance with nothing to fucking need With your new tub, new floor, wrong New kitchen and bath It's a hobby that involves these things And not so much the people Just like human cells Rich homes renew themselves every seven years That's that's the official ending of the song. Yeehaw. I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't <laughs> want to get in your way again. That was embarrassing. Sorry no, about that, no, Richard. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely a bit of a mis miscommunication. No, I incident. just uh, I, you know I haven't I, I haven't seen you in a while, so I guess I didn't know that song, and then I I just jumped in there because you were just looking at me like it was done. Well, then because I mean I had it in my head that I mean you mentioned you were going to ask me a question. I'm so like, well maybe I'll just play the second half after. <laughs> but then I had to like explain to you what was going on, and you felt bad. That, yeah. It's all good. It's another magical radio moment on the Mishima <laughs> Generational Morning Show. Uh, that was fantastic, Richard. Thanks for playing that uh, song. You're welcome. That, uh, uh, this, this brings to mind uh, the question that people often ask me about you, and, and uh, because I know nothing, I, I don't know how to answer, but you're a very uh, passionate performer. This is a trademark thing of yours, I, I think, in some ways. A lot of stuff comes out of you. Can you talk about what, it's, what, it's like, what is it about playing live that brings so much power out of you? You've got a very powerful voice. Well, I I, th I think people in general are are you know f fueled by fueled by emotion and fueled by you know their experiences, and, um, good and bad, and uh, um, um, and 
I I guess I guess it's it's more just that in combination with just um, screaming is is uh, yeah 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 no just, it, it, <laughs> it kind of uh, sometimes goes well together. The the thing some some the, our, one of our listeners there Greg Denton you know Greg Denton oh yes yes he yes. has a very uh, he, he's very fond of yeah, you know Greg yeah he's yeah. quite fond of talking about uh, seeing you play solo uh, after like uh, he's seen you on a couple of bills where there's like three or four other bands and they're like crazy loud punk rock kind of like <laughs> borderline metal bands he says and then you come on and blow them away you you, you just he's this is and I don't want to put you on the spot here this is Greg <laughs> saying this. He says you come on by yourself and have more intensity and more impact than all these crazy punk rock kids. So it's just kind of this is why it came to mind. Like I was watching you sing there, and you just it's it's a it's a compelling thing there. You got a lot of soul in you, a lot of power, and it's it's something to see. I just want to compliment you, oh, and cheers. eventually I'll stop talking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. right, so, well, if you keep talking, then I don't have to. <laughs> no, it's fantastic, and we we want to thank you again for joining us on the show. And thanks for thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Now, now we want to hear one more song. Yeah, sure. Are you up for that? Yes. Now I'm not going to say anything until there's <laughs> absolute silence. Okay. We're not going to interrupt you, and uh, you do your thing. All right. You got you to tune Oh, yeah, in. you know, I'm just making sure that the, the tuning is correct. Sure. In the meantime, I'll tell people again about where you're playing uh, in the next couple of days here. Let's see here. Uh, of course, tomorrow night, Richard is part of Stay Out of the Mall 5, uh, along with the Great Lake Swimmers, Laura Barrett, Habitat, Evan Gordon and the Sad Elves, and Burroughs. Oh, not to not to be missed there, DJ Charles will be spinning music uh, throughout the evening. Again, that's at the E-Bar, 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Doors are at 8 p.m. sharp. Richard, you'll be on around 8.30, I believe. So yeah. people got to get there early to catch you, yeah. $6 with a non-perishable food item, $8 without, and all proceeds go to the Canadian Cancer Society towards leukemia research. And uh, for more information about Richard, I would think the best place right now is burntoak.ca. Is that fair, Richard? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yes. your label. That's Yes, that, that sounds like a good place to go. Okay, Burnt <laughs> Good place Oak. to start, yeah. yeah. <laughs> BurntOak.ca, and then you can do a little uh, Google and find Richard's other... Uh, he's got lots of websites there in some ways, so uh, you can check him out there. And also, this Friday, December 15th, uh, Richard Laviolette and his Black Lungs will be performing with Slowhand Motem. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You, you, yes, you, you <laughs> definitely just pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Slowhand Motem, Weird Apples, Griffin and the True Believers... And the Faceless Lasers will be joining Richard Laviolette and his Black Lungs at the Albion Hotel, 49 Norfolk Street in Guelph. It's a 9.30 p.m. start, $5 to pay what you can, and it's a 19-plus show. And again, for more information about all that, burntoak.ca. Now, Richard, are you ready to go? Are you ready to play us another just, song? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all tuned up here. All right. All tuned up. All right, hit it.
to the garbage I have made. Now I run around in circles with the hopes of getting free, but that rope keeps getting tighter, and I end up in a heap. It's a heap of dead weight. It's the world on a string. It's when all the dead and dying come together and we sing, Hallelujah, That's the ending. Richard Laviolette, ladies and gentlemen. Richard, what was that song called? Uh, that was song would, would be called uh, Figure Eight, I guess. Figure Eight. Are you just making that up? Do you have a name for it? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new song, then. Yes, yes. All right, Figure Eight. Great. Unbelievable, Richard. i got to tell you, I've been on vacation for a few days. Oh. This has been the highlight of my vacation. Hey. Seeing you in the hey. studio and hearing you play. Get out of here. No, absolutely. I and I have uh, I have had some good sandwiches. I've had, <laughs> I've done some nice things with this. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're you're yeah. very flattering, Reese. Well, well, no, I, I, I try to be uh, I try to be honest is what I am. I'm Thank honest. You. Yeah, there you go. Uh, now, uh, Richard again, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed that. I know you did because if you didn't, uh, I'm going to have a word with you later. But uh <laughs> Richard and his band uh, the, the Black Lungs. Who's in the Black Lungs? Uh, Kevin Barnhorst, uh, Dave Crosby, and uh, Jonathan Cash. Oh, wow. Johnny Cash is in your band. C- Cash. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I thought maybe something was going on there. That's uh, interesting. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Richard Laviolette and his Black Lungs this Friday night at the Albion. And, of course, tomorrow night, Richard will be performing solo at 8.30 sharp, 8.30 p.m. at the E-Bar. 
as part of Stay Out of the Mall 5. So thank you, Richard, again. And speaking of Stay Out of the Mall 5, we're going to go to some uh, music now by another uh, artist uh, performing there at the uh, festival. Uh, this uh, band will be headlining the uh, whole show. Uh, they're called the Great Lake Swimmers. They're from Toronto. And we're going to hear a song of theirs from a, a record of the same name, this uh, compilation called uh, See You on the Moon, Songs for Kids of All Ages. This is the Great Lake Swimmers with See You on the Moon. See You on the Moon. I can't talk. On the Mishish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM as well. Mishvish International Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. Um, I guess those were a few ads. Before that, we played uh, Laura Barrett from Earth Sciences, Deception Island Optimists Club. Right. And before that, <laughs> we heard from Burroughs from their, it's kind of a demo. You can get more information on their MySpace page, which is uh, in front of me right now, myspace.com. Slash Burroughs Music. That's B U R R O W S Music. And you can hear these songs uh, at your leisure, if you have a computer, that is. Um, right. But the song we heard was called Trees in Forest. And as I say, it's sort of a demo. It might be uh, on their next, uh, or their first record. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Burroughs. Burroughs. What will become of Burroughs? I wonder sometimes. Where will Burroughs go? Yes. Um, before that, Habitat. Uh, a live recording from the CFRU Local Music Lunch Hour concert, which took place on November 22nd, so just this past month. Um, and that song was called Max Flex. That's right. And it's kind of an exclusive. I think we played it last week as well. I think we did, yeah. That was our debut. But uh, it's such a, we're trying to make a hit single out of that thing, so we're going to play it <laughs> every week until it becomes a... Yeah, we talked about it last week. It's in your head. Yeah. You know it. And we started the set off with the Great Lake Swimmers uh, from the See You on the Moon compilation. That song was called See You on the Moon. Coincidence, and I guess. Yes, and I guess that whole set was a Stay Out of the Mall set. Stay Out of the Mall 5 set. We uh, we don't normally do this in the second hour, but damn it, I'm a self-absorbed bastard. No, I, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, no, it's the, the festival that I've put on here, and uh, we wanted to promote it. Uh, hopefully people will come. Uh, we think we think they will. I think it's going to be a great night of music, no matter what. Great. Unbelievable. Uh, again, at the E-Bar, I think we've talked about it enough. You've heard the ads. So that's it. That's all you're going to hear about it for the rest of the show. Speaking of which, <laughs> the show is winding down, and uh, we want to thank our guests, Richard Laviolette, for joining us. He was just regaling us with Tales from the Road. I was a little distracted. Sorry, Richard. I was uh, concentrating on the show, but it sounded fun. I want to hear more about it during breakfast, and uh, thanks, thanks again <laughs> for joining us and singing on the show. Unbelievable. Also, uh, Ned Bekovec joined us in the first hour the for our sports update and his sports update, yeah. top three picks of the year. Uh, and speaking of uh, top picks of the year, that brings us to uh, next week's show. Uh, next week is our last show of the year. Michelle, are, are you excited about that? Yes and no. Yes and no? Well, well it's sad that it's the last of well, something. Yeah, it is. But, uh, of course. We'll be back. We'll be back in January. <laughs> Um, but no, exciting because we get to play, or we're going to try and play kind of, uh, kind of the best of music in 2006 that was released. Yeah. And, and I think the best of our show, we'll, yeah, best we'll, we'll of, figure out how much time we have. Best we, of we, some we of our do, show. We do lots of interviews and things, and we might try to incorporate the, that into next week's show. So no guest, but then maybe lots of guests. 
Yeah. We could have like so many people on next week's show that it'll be like unmanageable. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening again. And uh, we're going to end the set with uh, something from the new Norm Macdonald record, Ridiculous. Uh, this is the 12 Days of Christmas. We thought it was appropriate. And uh, that's that's the show. We will see you next week. Thank you very much once again. We love you. I'm talking to you. You there, listening. We love you. Thanks for listening to CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. And for tuning in to the Mishvish Interracial Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. Okay, bye for now. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Hi, honey. Yeah, I just got it. It's terrific. It looks like uh, some kind of a bird in a, in a tree. Oh, you, you don't say a partridge, huh? Well, it's great. Uh, well, of course it was a surprise, honey. I, I was expecting a hat. Well, you, you know, I have been dropping some broad hints about, about maybe getting a hat. Oh, no, this, this is much better. It's, it's like two gifts in one. I mean, I, I get the partridge, and, and I get a, uh, a tree. Well, okay, thanks a lot, honey. And Merry Christmas. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There you go. Uh, I, uh, I included... Uh, <laughs> Some uh, Norm Macdonald there a little bit because I uh, love Norm and I needed something to cheer me up a little bit. So I I hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation we did with uh, Richard Laviolette. Here, uh, we're going to do another one now. Richard returned uh, to the Mishvish Interracial Morning Show um, one more time uh, for another live interview. Uh, given recent events, this is a little eerie to me. The guests on our April 6th, 2011 show, which was episode 284, the guests were Rick Froberg from Obits, who recently passed away suddenly, uh, as I and I recently uh, uh, created a memorial episode for. Rick uh, joined us on the phone in the first hour of the broadcast. And then, uh, again, Richard LaViolette joined us in person 
in hour two. So here, here for you now is that 2011 talk with Richard LaViolette. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Mish Vish Generational Morning Show and see you for U93.3 FM in Guelph. My name is Vish, and it's time once again for our weekly artist profile. Our guest this week is Guelph, Ontario's Richard LaViolette. Richard is one of the most compelling and prolific songwriters working in North America today, fronting both a punk band called The Hollow Hooves and a country band called The Oil Spills, who each released stunning albums in the last couple of years. Somewhere between the two, he operates as a solo artist, writing impassioned, outspoken songs about life and how we live it. He is both nice and fascinating. <laughs> That's what I wrote down here. Uh, Richard performs at the E-Bar this Sunday, April 10th, for an early show, opening up for Baby Eagle and the Proud Mothers. And here to tell us more about that and his new e- EP is Richard Laviolette. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Vish. Nice Good morning, to- Michelle. Oh. Good morning. Nice to have you on the show. Oh, well, thanks for having me on again. It seems like uh, it's been forever since you've been on the show. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you guys remember when the last time? Oh, God, do you? No, I I don't. I feel like it might be, (laughs) I don't know, I could could check real quick, but it's probably, I don't know, 2008 or 7 or something. I have no idea. Yeah. I remember a number of years ago when I I missed it completely. You guys had invited me on the show, and then I slept in, (laughs) and then called you frantically later in the afternoon or something. Is that, that, what I remember is the, I don't remember you flaking out on us in terms of not Then there was the other one where it was my birthday or something like that. Was that? Your I think show? that's a, yeah. I think the only. I don't think you've ever missed the show. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what happened was you forgot. You you said you you told us when you showed up that you'd forgotten, but because you'd been up late all night for your, I think it was your birthday. Yeah. Someone <laughs> there, I think it was Jordan Howard, reminded you. Reminded you to don't. Aren't you going to be on the Mish V show tomorrow? And you're like, oh yeah, I am. <laughs> and I think that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I was. I was actually. We were screen printing. I think it was the same night. Screen printing. Griffin and the True Believers like uh, album covers, right? For at Bird Oak Records, yeah, right. And then <laughs> I had a few uh, wobbly pops, and <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. You today, but I you came were, out. Yeah. yeah, you were fine. You showed up, and I think you even maybe played music on the show, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. and I interrupted the song because I didn't think it was done, or I thought it was done. Oh yeah, and, and I was like, very good, and you were like. <laughs> It's not done. <laughs> I still have a verse or two left. And I was like, oh, sorry. There was a pregnant pause, I guess, or whatever. So uh, the new record is called Soundtrack to the Life of a Car Nearly Driving into the Pacific EP. I guess that's a yeah. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. There's not a Pacific EP, but that's what it's called. And it says here, this EP is a nod to the future of goddamned folk rock and a love note to the authors of music that is dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> Uh, well, I think the the goddamned folk rock part uh, was just me declaring my love and con- ongoing commitment to to folk folk rock, and uh, kind of I was kind of laughing about it because just as far as different discussions on like how to categorize different music and yeah. um, so over the past few years I've I've kind of started leaning towards just using big genre names and like. Like calling the rock band rock and roll, yeah, country music, and anyway, so I was like, "Yay, folk rock!" Uh, and um, yeah, and then there's also there's two covers on this EP. It's, there's five songs total, um, mm-hmm. and then there's two covers by my friends uh, Simone Schmidt 
uh, of a hundred dollars and kate wilson yang of kate wilson yang and um yeah so that's the two uh, musicians who i love and whose music i covered on there right and and so prior to embracing these genres these this rock and roll this country music now folk rock were you resistant to that idea of of falling in, into a category? I suppose most artists would be. I don't know. I yeah. I think I was trying to overthink things, and I think it was more for me. It was challenging because I didn't have. I like four years ago it was like the first time I ever went to a house show. You know that wasn't at my grandmother's house or something like. Sure. And uh, so I didn't think I had a. I didn't have a lot of language, and still don't to like draw on different like. Well, he's kind of this, and he's kind of this, and right. When you're describing something, you yeah. And then I was I was getting criticized also from different people who would interview me, being like, "Come on, like, give us like a nugget that you know we they, can." They, they want a soundbite. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean is yeah in the context of. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop. Talking. No, 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 no. I, I think it's very. I think it's a valid point you're making, and and you know, part of my job in life these days is to try to. I guess qualify something yeah. and, and say because pe- and I often struggle with it too as someone who's paid to do that yeah uh, people are like what are they like and I'm like ah it's kind of a and you know I ramble I, I, I'm like because if something is distinct and unique it should be impossible to categorize but when you're down to guitar based music I mean it's a lot of it has been done before yeah <laughs> and, oh yeah. yeah and and you think we would have a vocabulary at this point to be like well you know it it sounds like this yeah but that can be the hardest thing in the world like do you write your own bios sometimes i do yeah and do you find that to be tricky? oh extremely difficult yeah <laughs> yeah it's but very it, it's very yeah. hard and i think it's i also like get really self-conscious or um i blush like i don't know just like considering you know, associating myself with certain musicians being like, oh, well, he sounds like, like this person who maybe I, I, I have, you know, maybe I'm a huge admirer of their music, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not on that. Like, I'm not that good. Yeah. It's a weird thing because I think for whatever reason, we are a comparative people. Mm -hmm. We, 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 we want to relate things to each other by the things that we think we know. Yeah. yeah well, obviously, it, the familiar is easier to understand. So yeah. if you can relate it to something that's yeah. familiar, then but I can also, be more open to it. I yeah. can also see people being resistant if you're an artist who's emerging, if someone's like, oh, he's like Neil Young. Oh, he's like Bonnie Prince Billy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must be kind of a, like, no, no, whoa. I, like, hey, I'm just doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, those guys have been doing this a long time. Yeah. I'm just trying to do something. So yeah. I can see you being resistant that way. Yeah. But I think it's a, it's also a result of, of probably being kind of modest as well. Yeah. Trying to. So, uh, yeah. So the, 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 the title of the EP is, is quite evocative. Soundtrack to the life of a car nearly driving into the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Is this autobiographical experience that you're describing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was this crazy time when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, I'm curious. About um, it. The the title actually was I was trying to desperately to have this EP done before going uh, on my Western tour with mm-hmm. Jenny Omnicord in the fall. Yes, and so that's where the title actually came gotcha. from. Was just like driving, driving out to the Pacific. <laughs> but this is nearly driving into <laughs> the Pacific. Was there some kind of ordeal? Did you almost get into some – was there a bridge that was out or something? What happened? Well, I mean, we did, we did, you know, get out to Vancouver Island and out to the very most western point of Vancouver Island. And, yeah. And um, 
you know, there was a few very close calls um, where Jenny's son Otis was like leaning out the window, trying to like catch a butterfly and almost like, you know, driving along a cliff and his weight was almost enough to like oh. throw the car over Jeez. the cliff. But uh, then I, you know, I pulled out the DVD, play- a portable DVD player that we picked up in Alberta and I threw on the Pee Wee Herman show uh. that, that he loved and just kind of like caught his his, his attention just in, with enough time to get him back in and kind of stabilize the vehicle. <laughs> Sounds like that kid might need to go on a diet if he's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tilting the car that much. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a very, he's big for his age for sure. <laughs> Otis. Is that, was that stressful dra- uh, touring with a, a child? Like he was um, a toddler, right? Y- it was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it w- it was. Um, sometimes it was it was. I would went both ways. <laughs> sometimes it was a lot of work, and sometimes it was like really beautiful and really amazing. Yeah. Is it um, something you would do again? Um, yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, just yep. just just clarify. <laughs> All right, let's hear a song from this EP. It's called uh, Bats. Can you tell us uh, anything about a song called Bats? You, you chose this for us before we started. Yeah, talking. yeah. Um, this is. Um, this is a song I wrote kind of like post um I had a this surgery last year where I got my hip replaced. Oh man. And so kind of post that and I don't know, it was so it was kind of struggling through that and also um it was around this time uh after the G20 weekend and a number of people I knew were getting arrested or were had friends who were getting arrested and stuff like that. Um yeah, and so it was just kind of uh, written in that context, I guess. How's your hip these days? Great, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was that was just over a year ago, um, and I feel like I'm a pretty mobile person. Yeah, good. that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, you're still you're you're still tending to it. It's still it's still a bit of a process, right, to get back to. Or are you? Are you? I would say I'm there. Like I would say yeah. it's it, things are as good as they're going to get. Yeah. yeah, and that's it's pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's it's uh, as good as I could have hoped as far as a hip replacement goes. Yeah, you don't seem to be uh, limping as much as you. Yeah, yeah. Once were yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So the lifespan should last about fifteen to twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Of the hip. Yeah, the hip. And then what replacement. happens? Then I would get it another What's it one. What's it made out of? Um, metal and plastic. Metal and plastic. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Good yeah. old metal and plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's hear a song uh, from this new EP soundtrack to the life of a car, Nearly Driving into the Pacific by Richard Laviolette. More with Richard uh, after we hear this uh, brand new song, Bats, on the Mishri Generational Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. Earth, thick and heavy, 
patience But it's that fight that draws them to me For the bloody and the glory For their sense of achievement Do they do this for their family Or are they working for the government There's a little bit of talking there at the end. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, I was recorded. Well, recorded at Jesse Bell's Jesse Bell Smith's house. Yeah, apartment. Right. And um, uh, she she was at work. She didn't know I was recording in her house. No. Oh, she, oh, okay. <laughs> broke into the. I house. had to sneak in. There. That's kind of weird. Um, and so she was at work, and um, it was towards the end of the. Well, I was think I was recording the vocal track, I guess, and the answering machine came off, and it was like her <laughs> um, baby cousin or something. Oh, it was, it was calling like, during. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Cute. <laughs> uh, the song we just heard was "Bats." It is by Richard Laviolette uh, from his new EP soundtrack to the life of a car nearly driving into the Pacific Ocean. And Richard Laviolette is performing at the E Bar this Sunday, April tenth, opening a show. For his friend and label mate, Baby Eagle, and Baby Eagle's band, Baby mm-hmm. Eagle and the Proud Mothers. It's an all-ages show. begins at 8 p.m. And uh, on the program today, Richard Laviolette. Richard, nice to have you on the program. It's wonderful to be here. Again. Now, uh, we were just uh, talking earlier about uh, uh, your the last time you might have been on the show and, and how you'd forgotten that you were supposed to be on the show. <laughs> and that, uh, And I was like, I think it was Jordan Howard. <laughs> who reminded you? And then Jordan is listening online. And hi, Jordan. We should all say hi to Jordan. He's hi, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, verifies that yes to the comment about reminding Richard. So he is taking credit for your first appearance on the show <laughs> as kind of your manager. <laughs> Where, so did I? Did he stop by 
where I was hanging out then? Like, he was. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I bet he could if he's still listening. Can, you, can he, you confirm that, Jordan? Jordan, if you were listening, I, I feel like you were out partying. I don't actually think you were working on something. But you said you were drinking. We Maybe were, it were, was a combination. Combination. Of the two. Yeah. yeah. So he. Oh, he's typing some. Yes, he wrote yes. I okay. don't know what that okay. is. What is that? What is that? What does yes mean? What is that even an it? That's not. Did a, you stop by at thirty-two <laughs> Edinburgh? He's writing here on, on yeah. Gchat. <laughs> yes, that he was involved in some way. So that's nice. So this is good. Gchat is interesting. <laughs> it's kind of fun that you can incorporate it into a radio show. I don't think pros would do that. <laughs> yeah, no. But that's why we have the right. We yeah. can do whatever we want. It makes it more interactive. Sometimes you have no idea who is listening or who your audience exactly. is. Exactly. Sometimes I wonder if anyone's listening. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about the fact that you've been uh, very prolific lately. I mentioned mm-hmm. in the intro that you had uh, two bands going mm-hmm. uh, with distinctive sounds, and we talked about that a little bit too. But they were they were separate projects. Uh, one, as you say, rock and roll band, yep. the Hollow Hooves. The other is uh, a country band called the Oil Spills. Now, these are, I, I think, related um, sounds. The, the, these aren't sounds that are that disparate. But the the idea that you had, you, you felt compelled, like, I got to separate these things. It's different people. How's that going for you? How does that work for you as a writer? And now you've got the solo EP because mm-hmm. you've got to think about writing songs on your own too. Yeah. Uh, so how how is this all working for you these days? Is it is it a, is it a weird? Uh, uh, is there a lot going on in your mind? Where you're like, I don't know what this song is for. Who <laughs> this is for? What sound is best for this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like prior to the Hollow Hooves and the Oil Spills albums. Um, I released like the little less like a rock, a little more like home, and then this the Mary Carl album prior to that. Um, and I think um, in my head on those albums, it was a bit more like kind of genre hopping or exploring. Within within the same record, you were yeah yeah, yeah. and I yeah. was just like oh I like bluegrass or or kind of rock or folk or um, yeah and uh, so I think. Um, yeah, I think after those, I was like really excited to kind of get involved in a band. Um, and then I initially kind of started off with like, I was like, I want to, I'm going to, I started um, probably playing with Jonathan Cass, like the Hollow Hooves drummer, probably like two years or something before the recording came out. And it was just the two of us for a long time. And then we finally got some other members. But yeah, I th- it was probably just like music I was inspired by at the time. Um, and, listening to a ridiculous amount of like Neil Young and Crazy Horse and um, Radiohead and Julie Duran and stuff like that. And, and I, I thought so in some cases maybe Minor Threat. Like there was a little bit of a punk aspect to it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and then I, yeah, it's probably around the same time that uh, I like dropped out of university and started hanging out with all like, these wild anarchist oh right the anarchists. Types. Yeah, yeah i remember them yeah they're, they're still kicking around <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah so you were into punk as well um yeah yeah i think like listening to more uh yeah kind of like punk music and stuff like that right um and yeah i think on that album in particular i was afraid of um because i had kind of released previously released these kind of folk albums a lot more acoustic based i was like i was i was afraid that my guitar wasn't loud enough on the Hollow Hooves record. So I was like, <laughs> I need to, you know, I want I want people to be able to rock out to this. Right. Um, yeah, but then the Country album was a bit of a surprise. Um, I think, like, a year before that, I had probably sworn to myself that I was never going to write a country song. And my cousin... Why, wait, wait a second. Why is that? 
Well, because it was like, it was the music I grew up with. Like, my my folks played it all the time. But I never, I don't know, maybe maybe I hadn't, like, got to that point in my life where I had experienced enough sorrow or, like, <laughs> kind sure. of sorrow where, like, the, the re- remedy or recipe is, like, kind of, you know, you need to kind of work through that and process that sorrow, but you don't necessarily need, like... You know, you don't necessarily need to feel like you're gonna, uh, like you want to hurt yourself or something. You kind of need something that's a bit more uplifting, hmm. you know, and a bit more of an uplifting context to be able to still be able to work through that. Country music has this weird. I was talking to Dan Romano about this uh, recently. Your again, your label mate Daniel Romano has just released this beautiful country record, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, called "Sleep Beneath the Willow," and it is really much for him. It's an ode to sort of classic '70s orchestral country music that you would hear on am radio and uh he was he was talking to us about uh, the or talking we were just having a chat and he was talking about how country music to him is interesting because it contains uh this weird mix uh, where the music is very buoyant and joyous but the lyrics are sad or <laughs> yeah. or, or sarcastic and horrible <laughs> and, and depressing kind of like it's a weird marriage where like the music it is kind of uplifting and you can tap your f- foot to it but if you actually spend time with the lyrics you'd be in hell. You'd just be in complete despair. And I suppose that must be some element of that has resonated with you as well. Yeah, and the other thing that I love about, like, country music and kind of using that as a a vehicle to deliver, like, lyrical content uh, is just it kind of opens me up to a much bigger audience. I think it's it's a much more accessible kind of music, um, but still being able to, you know, write about being atheist and writing about yeah. you know kind of anti-colonial it's, content it's true i think i think you've you've uh, you've gone from uh, you 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 are adopting these forms that are a little more accessible and i think that's an interesting move for you because you've been writing really challenging music i think for a long time mm-hmm. and and been doing so on kind of i suppose a f- no i don't want to say a found sh- sound but it, there, there was an, a, a makeshift aspect to it and your records were kind of like you wouldn't know where a record was going Right, and now by by kind of distingu- distinguishing them, you're saying, "Hey, come along for this ride. It's going to be kind of the same. Yeah, it will be scenic. There'll be a scenic route to it, <laughs> but we're going to go in this direction. And you're still able to convey these great ideas that you have. And I, I think it's a genius move. I think it's a smart move for you. Sweet. Yeah, that's that's what I want to say to you. <laughs> so so what what happens next for you, Richard? You've got the show coming up on yeah. Sunday. Are the hollow hooves a going concern? Because you've been spending so much time with the oil spills. I'm just wondering, what does the future look like? Um, well, this Sunday, I'm just playing by myself. Mm-hmm. This is, it's a solo set. Uh, well, actually, that's not totally true. I'm playing with uh, this person, my friend Martina Schaefer, who's playing keys okay. uh, on um, songs from the EP. Okay. And uh, um, But yeah, the future, I think my next project... Uh, like I've kind of started putting together another rock and roll outfit. Hmm. So kind of another one back to the back to the rock. Okay, <laughs> what is this? Ro- Can you tell us anything about it? Well, um, I've. It's going to be. So far, I've there's five people involved. Um, I think for myself to kind of commit to the songwriting, I like e- try and think of like who's going to be in the band and like what it's kind of going to sound like and stuff like that. So, um, I've been in contact with Jenny Mitchell, um, my friend Dave Hudson, Aaron Cricket, 
uh, and mother friend Maddie. Okay. So it's going to be rock and roll again, a bit more like kind of power chord based, somewhat more like, I don't know. I think I was inspired by some of like Shotgun Jimmy's just like yeah. really like basic, just power chord, you know, three, four chord songs. Yep. Um, but then um, Maddie, who's going to be doing the drumming, um, has a bit more of like a kind of punk background as well. So I, I think just to like keep him happy and <laughs> so he's not too bored with the with the indie rock, <laughs> I think I'm going to throw in a few punk songs again. But uh but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm. Okay, so on. that's what's coming up. Yeah. So again, you're moving. It sounds like into more. It's. It, I don't want to read too much into it, but now more of a pop, like a pop rock thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try. It's like it'll probably be. I have like. It's funny. I like made this mix CD of like, kind of music that, I other rock bands that I like. Yeah. Um and, but then I will like kind of work on a song, and it's. I always feel like. It, my songs are slightly more depressing than I imagined them to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, but yeah, yeah. Trying to go for that more like kind of pop rock angle. Excellent. Pop pop punk, pop rock. Look, look out for that then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Again, our guest this week was uh, Richard Laviolette. He's one of our, my favorite singers and songwriters anywhere in the world today. And he's from right here in Guelph, Ontario. And, uh, uh, we love him to death on this show, and his new EP is called Soundtrack to the Life of a Car, Nearly Driving into the uh, Pacific. Uh, Richard, where's the best place for people to track this thing down? Because you just gave this to me. Um, you can either email me at richard.laviolette uh, at gmail.com, um, or... Come, that's or come, come oh come to the e bar. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. On Sunday evening, <laughs> you'll have, and buy it. <laughs> you'll have some for yes, sale. I'll have some for sale. Yeah, Richard Laviolette is performing uh, this Sunday evening at an early show that begins at eight p.m. Uh, it is at the e bar. It is uh, an opening slot for Baby Eagle and the Proud Mothers. Tickets uh, are only available at the door. It's six dollars with a non-perishable food donation for the Guelph Food Bank and $8 without. All proceeds benefit uh, Out on the Shelf, which is Guelph's Queer Library and Resource Center, and you can learn more about them uh, about them at outontheshelf.ca. And I think that's all I really have to say about that. It's a, Oh, it's a co-presentation between uh, Keep Your Eyes Open and CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see you play again. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, excited to play. play. I'm stoked for the Baby Eagle as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love the, I love the Baby Eagle yeah. myself. Uh, let's go to another song from the new EP. What uh, what should we hear here, Richard? Oh, let's try Mountain Goats. Now, Mountain Goats, this is interesting to me because just last week on this show, our guest was John Darnell of the uh, popular American band, the Mountain Goats. Mountain Goats, yeah. That's and, what you're saying. That's really exciting. So is this, this is a connect, is there some connection? Or is um, it, or the, you- yeah, the, it's, it's titled after the fact that I was um listening to well it's the first line in the song actually oh it's lately it's evident right there spending more time with the mountain goats but it's um well it's funny because the pacific you know there's a pacific ocean motif on some level yeah and when you when you drive out west yeah if you're lucky if you're in the rockies you see some mountain goats we jenny and otis and i we yeah. drove into this parking lot and we're parked beside a mountain goat yeah it yeah, every time like, I've gone, yeah. I, you end up stopping yeah. to let mountain goats, you know, cross or whatever. Yeah. So that's what immediately I thought, ah, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. No. That, that it's called, but it's actually sort of about the band. A reference, yeah, I had okay. been, I had, it's like a kind of a post-breakup song. And uh, the, it was the first mountain goat, I'd been meaning to get into the mountain goats. And then 
um, had coincidentally picked up this album called Get Lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was listening to that because it's the entire album is songs about breakups. Okay, well, yeah. let's let's hear it now. This is Richard Laviolette with Mountain Goats on the Mish V Generational Morning Show on CFRU 93.3 FM. And Guelph, Richard, thank you so much again for being on the show. You are both very welcome. <laughs> Like a time. 
Okay, those are some uh, archive interviews I conducted with Richard on uh, CFRU with my wife, Michelle, on our Meet Free Generational Morning Show. I hope you enjoyed those. Um, the last time Richard and I did an interview was for this podcast, I believe. Uh, it uh, was episode 305, I want to say. And... Um, March 1st, 2017, yeah, episode 305, Richard was on to talk about his record uh, Taking the Long Way Home, which was out on You've Changed Records. And uh, it's as I recall, it was a good talk. I will share a link to that if you want to check that out as well. Uh, I, as I mentioned, I subsequently turned uh, that interview into a news article as well, and I'll link to that. Uh, it, it was for the Guelph Mercury Tribune. Uh, okay, here's a thing I'm going to try to do um, for you now. I uh, know there's a, a new album coming out that Richard recorded uh, well with Scott Merritt, um, and it's got, uh, I'm told, 14 songs on it. And as I mentioned earlier, I think five of them, maybe more, um, we we took a go at uh, putting together in, in 2018. I, I already mentioned it was a, a room recording. I'm going to share a song. I'm going to share a song from that that time we spent in the House of Miracles. I don't think this is going to come out any other way, and uh, it's it's not a great uh, sounding recording in a sense, but it's uh, sort of a field recording, and, and I think the band was good, and I want to um, share something with you here. Um, so I think I will, and I hope... Uh, I hope people understand it's in the spirit of just sharing something uh, intimate. I got to 
make with Richard. It was, it was really, I can't tell you what a thrill it was to be um, asked by by him to do it. In fact, my I, I, I stumbled upon an email from my Nathan Cole's Outfit band member, Chris Herlihy, who wrote to me in this time period when Richard had invited me. And he's like, I heard you got tapped by Richard. That's amazing. He was very excited for me to get to play with Richard. We all admired Richard very much. And I wrote back, I'm like, yeah, I'm over the moon. I'm, I feel, you know. In retrospect, I was sort of semi-retired from playing with people, it felt like. I was playing here and there, but it was great to, to be asked to, to do something um, creative um, and collaborative. And uh, Richard asked me, and it, you know, I've done a lot of cool things as a musician uh, in my life, but I will say that uh, the, those four days spent with Richard are, are some of the most meaningful I ever had. Um, I wish the recording was better. <laughs> Um, all I have is this and I want to share something with you so again I don't know if an iteration of this is ever going to appear or if it already exists maybe on Richard's Bandcamp page I'll link to that as well but when he first sent us his demos there was a song called Broken Moon uh, and then like I say he sent us notes after he received the demo recording and, and he sent us a, a, a what he envisioned as a potential track listing for what we'd worked on and the song had a new name. Um, I swear I won't take this lightly. Again, I don't know if among the new songs it's 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 here, but I'm going to share our take on it um, just because I like that song and um, I had to pick one. So I'm, I'm picking that one. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, if you're hurting um, because of the loss of Richard, I hope hearing his voice and, and hearing someone talk about him uh, helped in some way. I don't know. Um, I hope uh, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with him, your, your, your curiosity is peaked now and uh, you'll pursue uh, his music. It's, um, it's a cliche that these things outlast us and outlive us and all those sorts of things, but it's, uh, it is true. And uh, we're lucky we have, we have this. I made it through this. I thought I was going to have, uh, a breakdown, and I did it. I I was singing a replacement song to my wife. Uh, or no, sorry, it wasn't my wife. I was singing a replacement song to my daughter the other night uh, for bedtime. We I often sing her songs, and uh, I don't know. Richard just came into my head. I was singing uh, "Swingin' Party" on the guitar there, and I that Richard just was there, and I had to stop and compose myself and uh, get through it. It was hard. So it's hitting all of us in waves. I'm still processing this, and I'm going to stop babbling. Thank you for listening to this. Uh, please listen to Richard Livelet, and to all who knew and loved him, I'm, I'm sorry. If you want to talk or uh, chat, reach out, please. I'm, I'm, I need people to talk to about this, and uh, I have already done a little bit of that. Uh, okay, thanks for listening. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and enjoy uh, this uh this uh, sort of lo-fi uh, room mic recording of uh, a band I got to play in with Richard and uh, Matt Reeves, Jesse Bell Smith, and uh, Annie McGoffin, and uh, the the wonderful Richard Livey. I love you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everybody.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.